Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Uh, Hello again, Austin Ryan here, your host for the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast, and we're here every week to really help us all understand how to do more with less. And we're in a season of online uh, worship leading for some of you, and some churches have gone back, and we'll get into more of that in a little bit, but we want to spend some time today talking about uh, leading worship online and how that's unique to leading worship in person and small groups and things like that. But um, first of all, our scripture thought of the week, our worship uh, scripture for the week is out of Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. I'll just read it for you real quick. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. So what's going on here is that Habakkuk, this prophet, has been reliving in this song. It's a long song that he sings. He's reliving all the good things that God has done. Like verses one through 16 are just like, oh man, remember when he did this and remember when God did that. But in this moment that he finds himself here, defeat is imminent. At least he thinks it is. And so Habakkuk lays out one of the strongest affirmations of faith in worship that you could possibly imagine. Because he's like, look, all these things are going wrong. No grapes in the vines. Olive crop fails. Fields lie empty. Flocks are dying. Cattle barns are empty. Yet, he says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my uh, salvation. And I just love that in those times of where we're unsure of what's happening next, and certainly the world is in that moment now with COVID and a lot of other things going on. Um, finances are, are rough. Politics are crazy, unsure future, but Habakkuk teaches us in those times of insecurity that our response is to worship. And so let's make worship continue to make that a daily activity that demonstrates the God we believe in. I think so many people are just like, just talking broken stuff all the time, man. They're just like, um, you know, like everything's, everything's awful. Oh, the masks are awful, or this is awful, or that's awful. But I think as followers of Jesus who are worshipers, we can say, hey, I know, I know, there's bad stuff going on, but you know what? God's good, man. He's come through every time. He's gonna come through again, and we worship him today. Yeah. So anyway, all right, that's our, uh, that's our worship scripture for the day. We've got Ben Lunn with us in the house today. Hello. Ben Lunn is going to be an ongoing part of this uh, podcast uh, from time to time because Ben Lunn is an ongoing part of Worship Catalyst, uh, who is the sponsor of the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. And so, uh, Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and, and all that. Yeah, so I'm a worship pastor here in Las Vegas, and I have been doing that for, gosh, a very long time, leading worship for going on 15, 16 years right now. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, I came along with Worship Catalyst almost 10 years ago now, which is crazy to think. And uh, initially just kind of out of that heart to work with church planners and new churches, helping them establish teams and bands and all that stuff. And over the years of living in Las Vegas, being able to work with a lot of great musicians, a lot of great worship leaders, and just really 
be a part of the community of worship here in Las Vegas. That's good, man. Love it. Well, Ben is great. A lot of experience and a big, huge heart for training and developing worship leaders and all that. And he and I have been having this conversation about the differences of online worship leading. And yeah. um, I know that some churches, some of you have gone back and you've started to have, um, uh, you know, these worship services. And I've talked to a bunch of worship leaders who have gone back. And Ben, what's been interesting about that is that um, every single church that we have talked to or our team members around the country have talked to, all of them have said, even after we start meeting in person again, we want to still have an online expression of the church. Yeah. And so that being said, um, not only that, there are other churches that are going to be just by nature of, hey, we can't meet with more than 25 people or 50 or 100 or whatever. They're just not going to be able to do their full bore in-person services for yeah. maybe some time. In fact, in in Canada, uh, they're talking about midsummer of next year minimum before they can get to large enough groups to actually have church services wow. other than just micro house churches. You know? Yeah. So having said all of that, we have done a lot of watching of a lot of different services and been you know, experimenting with different things on how to lead worship online that's different than leading worship in a large group. And I think some of those things are the same, but a lot of those things are different. And so um, the, the, the overall goal of worship leading is the same. We say this all the time. We're going to go to God. We're going to take other people with us. And if all we do is go to God and we don't take other people with us, that's basically us having a quiet time right. in front of people. And nobody wants to see your quiet time. Right. <laughs> and if all we do is think about the crowd and we don't go to God ourselves, we'd really just become worship pointers or worship directors rather yeah. than leading people somewhere. And so um, we want to go to God, take other people with us. And so um, the, in doing that online, the chief challenge that we have seen is people sitting in their house or in their car or in their bathroom or wherever they are, and they just don't engage. They don't sing. They don't participate. Uh, they watch. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's some challenges, right? What are, what are some of the reasons that we've seen that to be a problem, Ben? Yeah, I think it's it's the first is obviously that it's just weird to sing on a, <laughs> to a screen. It is right, and there's yeah. no. It's just it's just you, right? Or it's just you and your family, or and that's it. And there's just that awkwardness of I'm I'm watching somebody else, and I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna sing with this person in this TV because you know you watch YouTube clips of concerts all the time. You don't mm -hmm. sing the songs with the person yeah. you're watching, and that's kind of the only other context right. you would feel familiar with this in because. That's, that's the only time we've, we've done something like this before. So for those people that are new to online church, it's definitely that whole, like, that screen becomes a hindrance for a lot of folks. Right, for sure. And I, I think another one is it's not loud enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you don't in, feel it. <laughs> in church, it's like, I don't, oh man, I'm not that good of a singer, but I can sing because yeah. it's like 100 decibels coming back at me. Yeah. I know that, you know, for our church, we re record and did do simulated live and when we get to the part of the singing and it's my wife and myself, my daughter, and we, I turn the volume up as loud as I can because mm -hmm. hopefully that'll help us sing more. Right, you know? right. But even still, that's tough. And, and the video production and audio quality of a lot of churches we've seen is really a challenge. And we'll get into that a little bit. So, yeah. so Ben, let's just spend a little time talking about how we're going to overcome some of these challenges yeah. as worship leaders. So I'll, I'll jump in the first one. Number one, as a worship leader, look into the camera as much as possible. Right down the barrel of the gun, you know? Um, sync to the people on the other side of the camera. Engage with them, you know? Like, think about, I'm singing a song to a person right over there, and they're right on the other side of this camera lens. And, um, you know, we've seen a lot of these churches that 
you know, look up or look around or film from the sides or whatever it is. And, um, and you just feel so disconnected to somebody that doesn't look at you. Just imagine yeah. if I'm having a conversation with you even right now, Ben. And so we're talking and I'm looking over here, you know, five feet to your right. Right. But I'm talking to you. That's just weird. Right. You don't feel connected to that person. You don't feel like they're a part of that experience with you. You just feel like you're participating in something that you're viewing. In something that they're doing, yeah. which would be going to God, but not taking other people with you. Right. So focus yeah. on the camera lens. Yep. And then the next would be acknowledging the weirdness of just the environment that you're in. I think it's yeah. okay to call it what it is. And I think sometimes we have this overproduction mindedness where we think that everything's got to be this perfect, clean, you know, cut out of what we're doing, even the overly polished stuff. And we've we've allowed this even to be the case with how we, we do videos and things like that of like, keep those mistakes in there, keep some of those errors in there because it feels natural. It feels it feels good, but it's okay to acknowledge what's weird because mm -hmm. people, it disarms the people that are there and they go, oh, okay, like I can feel weird. I can feel okay. I don't have to feel perfect to jump into this worship time. I can just do this and join everybody else because everybody else feels weird about yeah, this exactly. as well. I was, <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I was actually recording some songs a few weeks ago. This happens almost every week actually, but I was recording a couple of songs for the service and I got to the end of it and one of the, the person that was doing the audio, she said, hey, do you want to redo that? And I was like, no, why? And she's like, well, you messed up the chords on the second chorus or whatever. I'm like, I don't, that's okay, man. Yeah. Because that's like, it's more authentic. It's, it's more real in that people moment. People feel that. I think people appreciate that authenticity yeah. coming through and not the polish, right? I love that. You're not man. John Mayer. I mean, as much as you th think you might be, but, you know, you, yeah. you know, you wish you could. Oh, it'd be so amazing. So great. But how many times did John Mayer mess up to become John Mayer? Yeah. Come on, seriously. Not much, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't anymore much, probably. So, um, yeah, and I love that. I love that what you said about, like, just tell people people like, hey, this is weird, guys. Um, but I'm looking at you down the barrel of the camera and I'm saying to you, I know this is weird, but sing anyway. You know, yep. that'll really challenge people. Number three, encourage people to stand up when they sing. I, you know, this didn't come from me, but I was talking to a worship leader recently and they're like, they do that every week. And I thought that's a good thing to try, right? Have people, because in church, most of the time, unless you hear from some people who are like, you make a stand up. All, I remember that was, yeah. when I was an early worship leader to a, a group of uh, seasoned people, right? They were like, "Don't make us stand up so long." But right. you know, now pretty much we stand up for every song, and so you might try that. Yeah. Uh, another thing would be is you know do songs that are not participatory all the time. You know, we you know I, I love the old uh, the old Southern special. You know, mm -hmm. in, in, yeah. in your church, you know, growing up, some special, a special. You know, someone hits play on the CD and someone grabs the microphone, cassette tape, bro. cassette tape. Sorry, yeah. and uh, I don't know what generation <laughs> yeah. you grew up in. But doing songs that people don't have to be engaged with. I think that breaks up some of that, some of that trying to participate, but it also encourages them, whether you do this live or, or not, even I, I think it's even works even better when you're in this setting of home that you can tell people to still be engaged in what's going on by just letting the words, like, let me just sing this song over mm -hmm. you. Let me just, let me encourage you. Like, let me just l l listen to the words and let this kind of be a moment where you like we call it the sit and soak song, you know, mm -hmm. like, let me just, let me just sit and let me just hear the words and those words just kind of soak over me. So I think that's, those are, that's another great way that we would, we would say engage with it. And you may not be singing, but you're still engaging because you're still participating in the worship. I love that, man. And that kind of brings us to another one. And that is to put the words on the screen, yeah. whether it be a sit and soak kind of song or yeah. whether it be a participatory song, make sure the words are on the screen. And this may be second nature, but I just wanted to say this about it. Um, not everybody knows all the words. 
And here's an opportunity that you have. Uh, you know, maybe this has happened to you before, but have you ever had a person who was running the words on the screen who wasn't always exactly perfect on the time? Yeah. Uh, maybe I should say, have you ever had anybody that is, right. you know, puts the words up at the right time? Well, this is your one opportunity <laughs> in the history of the world where you can put the words on the screen exactly when you want them, early enough to where people can see them and uh, not feel like they don't know what the next uh, next words are. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. And the, another thing in, in about songs is making sure that you're picking the right songs for the right moments. Um, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot through Worship Catalyst is the big idea, the big theme for the weekend of what are, what is everything pointing to, the message, the, 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 the songs, all the creative elements. What, what are we all pointing towards? And I think now more than ever, we've got a lot of time on our hands to be able to sit down and, and look at the content coming up for the weekend and be able to shape our services around songs that are pointing people towards those central ideas. And I think the way that I've people I've seen people be more engaged in the worship that we've been able to do is when everything is following that same theme because I feel like people love that that it's man you're driving that point home over and over again from the from the prayers to the verses to the songs to the message to the create all those elements are pointing towards the same thing people are just wow like every it's not scattered it's not just these are the top ten TCLI songs or these this song came out this week or this band did this you know it's just or I heard this one guy and it sounds awesome and their church did it it's I mean what is my church feeling and how can we you know what else can we tie in with the message and with the the, the big idea this weekend and put and shape the service around that idea. That's really good, man. I love that. If you think it's hard to stay focused in a live church, can you think about how much harder that is right. online? So it's just really so needs to be tighter. That's great. Um, another one is to speak more personally. And uh, this, is, this is really important, I think, because remember, when you're looking at that person on the other side of that camera, you're not looking at 50 people on the other side of that camera or 500 people. You're looking at a person sitting on their couch in their living room or in the kitchen or whatever, watching a service. Mm -hmm. And so don't use words like um, y'all or you all or all you people or church or whatever. Use words like you, uh, you and me um, as, as uh, when you're giving an example, like man, maybe we're going through something like, uh, man, maybe you're struggling financially or you're struggling with illness or whatever. Don't say, maybe you all are struggling with illness. Say, maybe you today are struggling with illness yeah. or with financial problem and make people on the other side of that camera feel like you're talking to them. Yeah, no, that's, and that's exactly with, with kind of going on, picking back off, off that idea that making it personal, it makes it personal for them and they want that personal experience. And one of the other things that we want to talk about was this idea of, getting personal with mm -hmm. how you're leading and being able to not just sing the songs and just go, hey, we're singing a song about blank. But man, before you sing that song or after you sing that song or during, have a moment where maybe you share why that song is important to you or, or how that song has affected you or a story from that week that applies to how that song can apply to your life. And when you start to open that up, I mean, you're getting so much equity into people that are watching that and experiencing that online and going, man, I want to, I want to go. I, I want to, I'm more engaged because I, that person has, I've got equity in that person because they've revealed something to me. They've shown me a part of who they are. They've shown me themselves. And I think that's very, I think people are wanting that. They don't just want people just to go, oh, this, this person, you know, just leads the songs for me, but this person shared a personal story of how this impacted their life. This is important for, for, for them to share this with me. And so I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to be more engaged because of how they're doing that. 
That's really good, man. I've, I heard Erwin uh, McManus one time talk about this from the perspective of saying that people in the in your church are voyeurs of your life through the scriptures. So what that basically means uh, is that they're not just looking at what the word of God says. They're looking at you as a leader and how you are unpacking the word of God mm-hmm. in your daily life so that they can say like Paul said in the New Testament, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Like mm-hmm. watch the way that I follow Christ and 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 do that. So I think that's good. Yeah. All right, um, getting close to the end here. Another one is um, keep worship sets shorter, one to two songs yeah. at a time. Now, you may be freaking out about that because you guys are 30 minute church of music or 40 minute or whatever. And you're like, hey, we're going to do this online. We're going to do it just like the church service and stuff like that. I want to I want to just challenge that thought a little bit here. And you, of course, decide what to do, uh, how to do that um, is best for you as, as your church. But um, it is remember the problem that we're trying to overcome here is that it's weird to sing in a house by yourself mm-hmm. or with your little family. And so the shorter the worship sets you can get with the exact song that is perfect, like Ben said a minute ago, the better option that you have or the better chance you have of people actually engaging in that moment rather than just this, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes of music. I promise you guys, I promise you the vast majority of the people after a song or two are going to check out. Yeah, they're just now you may have a few of those people that are always asking you for more music. I've got one or two in my life. Oh, can you just do more songs? Yeah. But the vast majority are going to check out. Um, And so do do songs, but just make sure you don't do like these really long. You might see that viewership start to drop. Or if you could watch at them, you might see them start to wander off through the house. Totally. And and on top of that, too, just in lines with music is you know, keep making the songs a little bit shorter. You know, I'm going to cut some instrumentals mm-hmm. out. You want to do the whole... The four, you, 14 bridges? Yeah, the 14 bridges <laughs> or the whole, you know, two-minute instrumental of this yeah. one song, you know, because it is, it starts to... It's not that live environment where you're experiencing... There's a lot of senses going off and you can experience all that stuff at once that in that living room, when it goes to those times of... of of disconnection, that's those are checkout moments. People are kind of all right, you know, I'm 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 done with this. And so yeah. finding those places where you can shorten those songs up as well. Yeah. Um, another big thing is, you know, when you're recording the service is making sure that you are not using the audio just from the camera. Hmm. Um, having quality audio is going to help people engage more. And that might mean, you know, spending a little bit more money or having another option, but even being able to capture a different audio setting than just what's needed to the camera, because the camera is not going to capture the, the, the vast array of, of sound, the full sound spectrum. And you're only going to get a very small, very, very, I would say non-dynamic, you know, piece yeah. of piece of music. And so it, it might take a little bit more money, but it's very, very worth it for you to invest in what does it sound like? And it's not going to be a lot of money, but it's definitely worth the investment to keep their people engaged. Absolutely. Love that. And then the last one is kind of like it, but it's video. Okay. So um, audio, very important. Video, very important. And here's the recommendation we would make on video. And that is to keep your camera shots tight. So like chest up, waist up, something like that. Um, that makes you feel more connected to the leader. So, okay, Ben, um, let's say you're going to go to a um, uh, let's say you're going to go to a Leonard Skinner concert. Love it. Let's just imagine how great that would I'm be. I'm already right? there. Okay, and you've got all the money to spend on this concert. You can sit anywhere you want to. You can sit back row, front row, front row. Why are you going to sit in the front row? Always. 
I'm, I want to be in it. I want to be in it. I want to feel it. I yeah. want to experience it. Yeah, right. You want to like the closer you are, you can see their eyes. You can see the spit that comes out of their mouths. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you feel like you're in that moment. Um, on video, it is exactly the same thing. I mean, you want people to feel like they're right there. And so, if you've got a rig where you can shoot four cameras and you're changing them around, and people are seeing all the different instruments and angles and all that kind of stuff, that's great. But most of you have got a camera, probably. You've got a camera, maybe two, and you've got to pick a spot on where you're going to put it. Just put it as close as you can to the lead singer and keep it tight, waist up, chest up, something like that, so that people can really see what's going on. Yep. Um, if you're social distancing with people, you know, and you've all you got people all over the stage and stuff, resist the temptation to put a camera in the balcony if you have a church building mm-hmm. and just like film the whole stage. That doesn't help. Yeah. It's like little ants walking around leading worship. That's like paying for the $29 ticket when you really want the $500 ticket down yep. in the pit, you know? So, um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are great, uh, things. I hope that you'll get a lot out of that. And, and Ben, thanks for coming in and pop, popping Welcome. some of those in. And thanks for joining us this, uh, on this episode of Worship Leader Essentials podcast. You know, we are here to help us all learn how to do more with less. And hopefully the content today has been helpful and engaging in some way. If it has, make sure you, uh, subscribe to this podcast. We're going to keep bringing as much helpful information as we can each week. Um, awesome. Good to yeah. have you, dude. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. Have a great week.